0: The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up, and here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith.
1: What's going on, Big
0: Keith? Not much. You caught me uh, just as I was taking a little uh, sip here. That's Some... all
1: right. What did your cup say? It says- it's, <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> it takes a big heart to help shape little minds. Are we shaping little gun, pro gun minds? Is L- that what we're little doing? Little pro gun minds. Yeah.
0: Okay. No. Uh, my uh, cup- uh, I dirtied today with some coffee, so uh, I had to get a fresh one, and my wonderful wife had this one sitting in the cabinet. So
1: so now tomorrow your wife can't have tea because you dirty her cup. Nice. I will wash
0: it when I get home. What a I, guy. I, I
1: could have washed mine, I suppose. What a gentleman. It was in the dishwasher already. That's, that's fair. <laughs> so let's get this thing rolling. I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I'd like to talk a little bit about our friends over at Target Sports USA so we talk about them quite often on this show. They're a good sponsor of ours, but their everyday ammo prices are already an outstanding deal, and we all know that. But if you want to save money, check out their Ammo Plus membership, which gets you 8% off, free shipping on ammo, order priority, and in-stock product alerts. But that's not all. If anybody out there is planning on attending this year's NRA convention, which is April 14th through the 16th, they will be there. So stop by booth for... 4203 or 4203. 4203. Yeah, you like that better? Yeah. 4203. And say hello to the fantastic Target Sports staff. And to even sweeten the pot a little bit more here, tell them the gun experiment sent you and they'll even hook you up a little bit of uh, a little swag bag, some cool stuff. So, obviously, if you want to buy ammo, visit targetsportsusa.com and check out all their awesome pricing and deals on ammunition. So, if you're looking to support the gun experiment, uh, I'm going to ask you guys to join our mailing list, okay? So I say it all the time, Keith, you you beat this drum more than anybody, but we all know that there is a timeline on social media, and the only way to really make sure we're all connected is to make sure that we have our own avenues, and I think mailing list is one of the best ways. So head over to thegunexperiment.com. That is our website. You'll get a little pop-up window, and you can join our mailing list. And one more thing before we get going into tonight's... Uh, show. I want to remind everyone about on-site firearms training. As you all know, we've trained with them personally and can assure you that you're definitely going to get top-notch instruction from OFT, but there's more. They also bring in the best instructors from around the country, and I just spoke to them, and they are going to be bringing in Bob Keller of Gamut Resolutions on May 20th and 21st. I believe it's in Pennsylvania. It's going to be a two-day introduction to tactical carbine and pistol class, so head on over to OFTLLC.us. I'll say it one more time, OFTLLC.us to sign up for this class and so many more. Uh, I just got a notification from Ben earlier today, and they're going to be doing another TACMED class. They got tons of skill builder classes. So tons of training, more than you guys can shake a stick at. So go over and check those guys out. And without further ado, I want to get into our guest co-host tonight. She is a newcomer to The Gun Experiment. and We are very excited to welcome her to the show. Please welcome Amanda Suffolk to the show.
2: Amanda, how you doing? Oh, I am doing well, so thank you for having me. Of
1: course, of
0: thank course. Thank you for coming to hang out.
2: Well, yeah, it's always great to hang out with gun people. That is <laughs> true. true. That is true.
1: So I do need to give a little bit of a background here. So we have heard your name to us around quite a bit, uh, and- Only good things. From one person in particular, Charlie, from Riding uh, Shotgun with Charlie, has sang your praises every time we've had him on the show, and finally, we were like, we have to get her on, and we we talked to Charlie, and he got us in contact with you, so uh, Charlie, if you're listening, thank you so much for putting us in contact, and again, Amanda, thank you for being on the show.
2: Oh, well, it's, it's great. And, um, I've got, I've got history with Charlie. I had him on my show one time and, um, and then it said, wow, he was great. We'll have him back. And then I never invited him back. So so I ran into him at gun rights policy conference and I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And he's like, we've met. And (laughs) it wasn't, it didn't go so good. We'll just say.
0: Well, well, now you're definitely going to have to have him back. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's, Bringing you on other shows. Yeah.
1: Well, we've had him on our show, I think, three times. And one of those times was actually in studio, which was a lot of fun. He brought us a nice bottle of booze, which was awesome. It's almost gone. Oh,
2: Oh, so you got to have him back now. That's right. He has since been on on my show. I think that was like 2017 or something that I I had done that to him. But I was somewhat embarrassed later, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you are the Southeast Regional Director of the DC Project. So can you tell us a little bit about that and what your role is?
2: Well the are you guys familiar with the DC project you know the the teal yeah. team 2 you know that kind of thing <laughs> the all the girls that are the counter the counter color the counter voice to the demanding mommies if you will and um so the United States, we've broken it up into four regions, and so I have um, kind of as as my group of gals from Illinois, Wisconsin, down to Florida. So this kind of a swath that runs well, across kind of a, the United that's, States.
1: That's a great region.
2: <laughs> it, it's a lot it more really than the southeast. Is. It's really you're really a lot more than the southeast. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of not quite the Midwest, but. Close. A little bit of that, you yeah. know. You need to it's get that, you a bigger title. A, yeah, it's a band, you know, if you will, from sure. from one end to the other, and um, but these are gals. the The DC project, this group of gals. There's there's a gal from every state, and then the states are are building their own groups, but. It's amazing because each one of these gals in their own right is doing something that you're like, wow, I didn't know that that was going on. I didn't know that they were doing that. And so that's what, I mean, there's book authors and there's lawyers and there's veterinarians and literally there's doctors and Olympians and radio hosts and engineers and all of these women are doing things. And then they're doing things in the Second Amendment world, too. And then standing and defending the Constitution and the Second Amendment. So, so it's. I mean, I just sent an email to to my gals talking about the things that we've got going on. Um, next week we're testifying in Ohio for the Second Amendment Preservation Act. We just testified in Tallahassee for the um, their version of constitutional carry or permitless carry, I guess if you could call it. You know, Illinois has got something going on. Uh, Missouri's got something going on. It's just, it's amazing what they're doing and, um, and just how much stuff is happening right now. And, and we attribute a lot of it to Bruin and a lot of it to the fact that we're professional women. Um, I tell people that, you know, the second amendment now wears lipstick.
1: (laughs) Well, you did do a fashion show, right? That's it. You do run a fashion show for pro 2A girls?
2: I have done a lot of fashion shows. I taught the NRA how to do it. I, um, I was featured on, I had vice embedded in a fashion show. They did an hour long documentary about a a concealed carry fashion show. Um, HBO did one. So yeah, we've, we've been showing people what they can't see for a really long time.
1: That's awesome. And you know, I think it's, uh, tremendous opportunity anytime we can grow our demographic and I always say that we need to modernize the Second Amendment we need to kind of uh, you know reach out and I love the kinds of things that you're doing with these uh, these outreach programs we had another DC Project uh, member on the show I believe right Keith? We did uh, Beth Alcazar do you oh, know Beth?
2: she's she's a rock star. She's in yeah. my she's in my group of states too. Okay.
0: She gave us a Thanksgiving recipe. She was on one of our Thanksgiving yeah, shows. Yeah, she was on a Thanksgiving episode.
2: Anytime you have Beth, you have to ask her what's on our socks. Okay. Beth always has the coolest socks with little um, sayings and logos and things that it's always entertaining.
1: That's cool. <laughs> so, Amanda, tell us about uh Eye on the Target Radio.
2: Um, it is a it is a gun show. We started in, in Cleveland, Ohio, in 2010, talking, answering questions. It was a call-in question-and-answer show, asking and answering questions about guns and concealed carry and collecting and hunting and shooting. And I do it along with my brother. And so we started there. We took it to number one in our time slot. In the heart of rock and roll, people were talking guns instead of listening to music.
1: That's cool. Wow.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it went pretty good. So then we got Picked up um, nationally through Salem Radio in 2018, and with uh, with the NRA's TV and and all of that shifting and moving and closing, I am the only Second Amendment so female um, Second Amendment nationally syndicated radio host in the nation.
1: That's really cool. Congratulations!
0: And and you do that with your brother. How how close in age are you guys?
2: Uh, two years.
0: Cool. Oh, wow! So you're
1: okay. pretty close.
0: Okay. Yeah. my yeah. my son and
1: daughter are about that two years apart, and they're even at this age. I can tell they fight like brother and sister, obviously. But you could tell that there's like a, a bond when you're that yep. close in age. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so, and my brother and I are so different. Um, he is he is so laid back. He is just just as calm as calm can be. And I, on the other hand, am not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who, so who, uh, you know, who, who pisses each other off more about like being a sibling on, on the radio show?
2: Oh, he, he, it's really hard to make him mad, but you you got to know the buttons. I I know the buttons, (laughs) but I, um, the big thing is, is that I tell him that he can't say things, (laughs) right? You can't say that. And he's like, what? And um, no, you can't say that, whatever that is, because he is a completely, I mean, he taught his kids how to, his daughter how to, to braise at four years old. We had to go find her tiny little welding gloves. <laughs> um, he, he is a, a unique individual who believes in um, personal choice and empowerment. And so, he's now working on his grandkids and teaching them things. It's, it's pretty amazing because you can see their, their little personalities coming out and he's, he's just, he's just, well, well, they wanted to know. So I told them, I was like,
1: that's awesome. That's a good way to be. That's my kind of guy. I got to (laughs) say, so So. you mentioned, you mentioned pushing buttons or maybe Keith mentioned pushing buttons, which is a perfect segue. So speaking of pushing buttons, uh, you're running for the NRA board of directors, Correct
2: right that yeah, is amazing
1: uh, that's amazing so uh, voting is not has not happened yet when is uh, the voting deadline
2: so um, it's the voting it's it's a process so if you are an NRA member that is a life member or have been a, a dues paying member for five years, continuous five years, then your February magazine that came out the last week of January contained a ballot and you have until March 26th to have it into Virginia for counting. And so, so it's ongoing right now. Can I bring it in uh, person?
0: Can I bring my ballot? Can I bring my ballot in person?
2: It has to be in by the 26th of March. No,
0: but I want to bring it to Virginia in person. Can I, can I, can I come to Virginia?
2: yeah go knock on the on the door of the uh <laughs> um on what is it Wapples mills boulevard or something
1: well I, I am a lifetime member and i did get that magazine and you will be getting my and i'm driving him to virginia yeah that's right we're gonna go down on the go. road trip so if anyone else
2: well the gun museum is there the nra museum yes. so it is really a worthwhile trip yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool there
1: we we had had um tim mack on the show a while ago uh, hmm With um, talking about the sort of the downfall of the NRA in his words and the need, we discussed many times the need for some change on things like the board of directors. So Mm -hmm. I'm just amazed at the sheer size of that board. I don't understand
0: how a board that big could be effective. Yeah, it functions.
2: I think that I think that. Let, let me give you a little background to me because then, and, and then some of the you, stuff that I say may make sense. And
0: we didn't talk about any of this stuff, so I apologize if, if we're putting That's, you a little bit on the spot.
2: Oh no, 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 no! I'm I'm perfectly fine with this. Um, I am a degreed engineer, manufacturing engineer, who just retired from the aerospace industry in April. And congratulations! So I find myself with. With time now. So it's kind of like the NRA board run has been on my bucket list. Yeah. And now and now the stars align. And I believe that the NRA needs the skill set that I bring, which is problem solving and analytics. And um, frankly, some of it is is employee retention because when you shake an organization up, you'll lose good people because it doesn't matter whether they're working the job that is that is their career choice or the job that's just a job or the job that is truly their heart, they still have car payments to make and, and house payments to make and kids to get through college. So when it looks like things are rough, you lose really good people. Mm -hmm. And so that has to be considered in this, in all of this together. So um, the board, the size of the board, when you really look at the board, most, most organizations do not have a board that is that big because this is 76 members yeah. it's huge, it's and, huge. and every year uh, 25 members roll off and a new 25 or that same gets reelected and then and the 76th member is elected at the annual meeting and their their term is one year and so, so that's how it's built. But when you look at the breakdown of who they are or the makeup of who they are, some of them ha- are are just famous. Yes. And so they're not spending their time going in and and digging around in memberships to find out is membership up or is membership down or or instructors and do we have enough um, instructor patches. And what is the problem with the, with the textbooks? Some of them don't even show
1: up to to meetings, right? Like some of them, they, their, their voting record is not very good from what I understand.
2: Some some do, some don't. There is that, but, and, and I'm going to, I'm really going to put a caveat of a, but on this, Tom Selleck can raise $6 million in one day. Right. Right, it doesn't matter how hard I work. I'm not going to raise six million dollars for the NRA yeah. in my lifetime. Right.
0: Well, there is something certainly to be said about board members on non for profit boards that can fundraise. I I don't disagree. Correct. I don't disagree with that. Um, but there are a lot of other, th- you know, things that need mm-hmm. to be addressed and 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 need to be done as well. So a lot of times, like there are different, there are boards, but different names for boards. There's a board that does mm-hmm. the things that you can contribute to and and the things that you you think you can add value to. And things that
1: Tom can contribute Uh, to. And
0: things that Tom can Mm -hmm. contribute
1: to, yeah.
2: Right. And I think that there's, I think when you really start to look at this board, it almost breaks down into like three different groups of people doing three different things. Some of them is how do they fundraise? Some of them are who do they know and what context can they bring? And then the third one is what can they do and, and, you know, how fast can they run? I guess I
0: didn't really know that it was split up that way. I mean, I guess I'll give them a little credit for that.
1: Yeah, especially. Like, I wonder if um, it would be better organized in terms of like subcommittees. Well, probably is. It, maybe it is. I'm not sure. Is that and, do you know and that? And there
2: are there's a lot of subcommittees. So there's chairs of the committees, and then there's committees that you're on, and then there's committees you can you can go and hear and see. So that board breaks down into a whole series of subcommittees.
1: Gotcha. Okay. okay. So I before we kind of move on here, I do Ooh. want to just uh, you know anyone listening out there. Uh, you know, I like what you're saying. And I think that we need uh, more people who are involved in the gun industry, actively involved in the gun industry on mm-hmm. the board. And, you know, I, I hope that uh, people out there listening will certainly consider giving you their vote. And,
2: and- oh, I appreciate that. There's one other thing that I want to say is that I know that I, I know that there's there's stuff where the NRA is in a mess. I, I do. And I know that New York has, um, Letitia James has <laughs> campaigned on the fact that she's going to tear the NRA apart as right. her campaign promise. Right. So yeah. there's a couple of things I want you to, to keep in mind. And one of them is that if you're a not-for-profit organization, you cannot pick up and move from one state to another. Mm-hmm. So if, um, so When the NRA um, incorporated 152 years ago, New York was gun friendly. Correct. And so, if they if they shut down and move to another state, they actually have to leave all the assets in New York, and those assets get distributed to other gun safety organizations. Mm. Okay. So now, look at who markets themselves as a gun safety organization. Every town for Everytown, gun safety. Town, yep. Moms demand action. Bloomberg's, you know, those kinds of things. So that's where those assets would, would or could go. So, right. so when Letitia James says she's taken the NRA down, it's those assets would go to the the very groups that want the NRA and all of our gun rights to be gone. Right, because so, they're
1: marketing themselves as gun safety, mm-hmm. not as uh, gun control per se.
2: Correct. So I'm
1: going to,
0: I just, I want to go back to this just for a little bit because I want to make sure I'm getting my facts straight here. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So the NRA filed bankruptcy and just moved their corporate (laughs) headquarters only to Texas?
2: They tried. It was a, it was a, it was a volley. Um, It was an attempt and it was shut down. So they weren't allowed to do it Okay. Um, because they're being sued in New York. They're still in the New York courts. And so there's a lot of stuff that people say, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. If you look at, at the court case, I mean, there there's, there's a lot of people that are publishing a lot of stuff about it. So, I mean, read, and every time you read something, just in your mind, think about who benefits by what they're saying. Is it true or is it spin? Because some's true, some spin. And think about the fact that the NRA had a PR firm that spoke for the NRA for forty years.
1: Well, that's yeah, part of the well, that's, pr- part that's part a big part of, part of the problem. Of, yeah, I was exactly. Say, I, I mean, but
2: they got a divorce. So think about it like it's a divorce. Yeah. So they've, gotten, they've gotten a divorce. So now the PR firm is speaking, but not for the NRA, but against the NRA.
1: <laughs> yeah, but some of the leadership, I think, is still oh, a I'm major not, problem, right? I'm, yeah.
2: not, I'm just saying that there, there are, there's just, there's so many moving pieces I agree that, that. Yeah. sort through the data and look at each piece and say, who benefits from that? Because frankly, between um, the NRA and Ackerman McQueen, they're, they're in the middle of a divorce and they're fighting for custody of the children. And we're all the children.
0: Yeah. I, I we un we understand what you're saying. Okay. And um, you know, I think at the end of the day it, it it there is always two sides of the story and the truth is somewhere <laughs> in the middle. And we somewhere in the middle. Right. We appreciate that. I certainly have to live my life by that, Mike. I know you live your life by that too. But it, it they're not innocent. And, yeah. you know, we definitely, you know, need to get some improvement on some of that front. Um,
2: and, and I believe if you- as they come out of the lawsuit, there's going to be a huge need for people that have problem solving skills Correct. that have not yet burnt bridges, yeah, with hopefully the people definitely. that are currently yeah. doing things, yeah, definitely.
0: And, and and ambitious people like yourself that that want to get on the board and make a difference, we need more of that. So, so
1: the one the one thing I do want to say is like we're talking about sort of the political arm, but you know the NRA does a lot more than that. I mean they do a lot mm-hmm. of things in terms of preaching for responsible gun ownership, and even that some of their training, I think I think some of their training could use some Refresh. revamping in in some mm-hmm. some ways, but they, they do a lot in terms of responsible gun ownership. And I actually kind of want to go into a, a, something you had brought a while ago, Keith, and that was a story where you had said that there's an uptick. We had found an uptick in TSA agents uh, finding people who were, I don't want to say innocently, but they were bringing guns in like uh, mm-hmm. carry on bags. Forgetfulness. Yeah. Forgetfulness. <laughs> right. right. And, I truly believed when we had talked about that back then, and
0: it was it was it was airports near us, yeah, in this area mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the, the northeast
1: area. in New York, and mm-hmm. I truly believed those to be sort of, I hate to say innocent mistakes because you should know better, but I didn't feel like it was criminal. I felt it was like negligence. Negligence. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, f- I find an article the other day that brings up a New Jersey man. So again, we're <laughs> that, talking this in this area. Not, this is
0: not negligence. Not negligent. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> New Jersey man attempts to board a plane with guns, taser, and a fake U.S. marshal ID. And, and, and let's and let's
0: just let's just be specific about the guns that that this gentleman was uh, carrying. <laughs> they they approached him at the gate and they asked him if he had a um, if he had a, a a permit or a firearms license and something else. What else did they ask him? Uh, oh, ID cards are, are credentials for being a, a law enforcement. A so he said, no, he said, no, I don't have any of that stuff. So they removed his luggage and they found uh, an AR-15, a 40 caliber handgun, a taser, a knife, an expandable baton, and a three hundred eight rifle. And he
1: did have U.S. Marshal fake credentials, right? And he had, and he right? had
0: U.S. Marshal fake. fake credentials. Yeah. Right. So, yeah.
2: And he was a felon.
1: And he right, was, and he a, was felon, a felon. For, I forgot I left that part out. Everybody That's right. the part I find interesting here because again, I'm looking at the parallel between these two sort of stories, maybe what, maybe two months apart? Yeah. And it's like, we really have to do a, a better job of, and when I say we, I really mean politicians, of differentiating between the negligent good guy who just made a mistake mm-hmm. and this guy. Like, they're not the
0: same. It's so hard. You know, I mean, I guess you could say that based on the fact that this gentleman was, you know, a felon, felon, like you pointed out, Amanda, you know. So, you know, I guess if you're a felon, it's not negligent. But if you're not a felon and it's your first time, it's negligent? Like, is that what you're trying to say? Well, you've
1: passed background checks.
2: With that many firearms, I mean... Once, When you fly with guns, it says everywhere, you must report them. When you're standing in line, it says, if you have a firearm, you must report it. So before he checked that bag, um, I don't know how many airports, there's some that just Throw the little tag because you have to fill out a little tag, throw right. it on top. That way, when they are x raying, they know that it's been reported
0: right. that so that guy a prize. was. So, so right. this
2: bag was not reported. Um, so, that was a piece of it. I mean, in some airports, we have had to take it. They have escorted us to a completely different room where they pull everything out of your luggage, look for additional guns, swab it for I'm not sure what, because we know there's gunpowder all over. Um, (laughs) I didn't clean it before I shipped it. (laughs) Right. I'm coming back from gun sight. Um, I pretty much shot a lot. I don't don't
0: clean it when I'm not shipping
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Whenever I fly... And Keith, I don't know if you you have this in, but every time I fly- I just fly myself. Like that would be uh, what I would want to do. Well, if you could, right? (laughs) But I'm always like, I'm so used to carrying at this point. I carry a knife every day that I Mm -hmm. can't have this stuff on me when I fly. And it's a bit of a weird feeling. And so I'm constantly like, hmm, like if something happened right here, right now, like how would I react, what would I do? Because normally I might take a different course of action depending on the situation, but I'm without some of my tools.
0: Well, you got your BJJ tools. I I do, I Um, do, those are always on me. I just look for somebody who's got a BJJ shirt on around me and I'm like, I I need your tools. That's right.
1: (laughs) So I recently flew to Disney, in Florida, Disney World, Mm-hmm. And the entire time that I'm flying, uh, I had re- recently read a thing about improvised weaponry. Pen. Mm-hmm. And so like the one guy was like, you take, you know, like those, what are they called? The air mole magazines? Yeah. They were like, you could roll them up like really tight and you can actually use that as like an, and I'm like, would that actually work? So you picked one up. I did. I rolled it up tight. And it would not work. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it would. I didn't, there was, there was you not, didn't a was not an You didn't, try, you didn't an a flight attendant? There was not. I did not. I did not. So uh, I went to Disney World, but Keith, tell me a little bit about Disneyland. What was going on with this crazy family? You sent me an article on. <laughs> well,
0: this, uh, this was,
1: this is I, not gun related, but no, it's funny. It
0: just, it, it just made me laugh of like, we talk about all the time about the, the craziness that is on, social media and just it's like out there and it this this family decided to post a hack for helping their kids get online that they're not tall enough for it now i mike you just got back yeah i've been to the the, the the mouse house yep and uh i, I there was a couple rides where I, my son i was like oh man he's just right so close and this hack would have worked, but I just can't believe that they actually posted well, first it to off, this. First of all, they
1: glued. That's a gonna, giant gonna, like sandal, like a wedge sandal. I, I was,
0: I was, I was teeing this up here. Sorry, I'm sorry. You know, it's all right, go ahead. sorry. So they glued a sandal. <laughs>
1: but I mean, like they they gave him like Herman Munster shoes. They, like they, they don't were, even look good. They, they were like no. giant. Did you see them? Yeah. Amanda? Oh, yeah, I saw them. I mean, so so yeah. just to describe
0: them, they're like brown loafer bottoms and <laughs> and uh, Buzz Lightyear Velcro tops.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like they painted them to try to make them make blend. Yeah. Because oh, it said okay. in in one of the articles, it said that um, that the Disney has trained their ride staff to look for modifications. Okay. Yeah. To their
1: on their little feet well we went to disney last year and my daughter is four my son my kids are both daredevil they, they love roller coasters and you know crazy rides so you had them get
0: on each other's shoulders and
1: walk well as my one. Son, my son <laughs> that's right they made master wearing Blaster.
2: a trench coat yeah right, wearing a trench coat.
1: so my son is tall enough for most rides at this i think at this point he can go on pretty much every ride but my daughter is very petite, very small for, for even her age, and we were in Universal Studios, and she could almost go on like nothing. Oh, yeah, that's not true. And uh, we were like, come on, there's got to be something this kid can go on. And whatever the one like 40 inches is, I mean, she was like, I mean, you could slide a piece of paper between her head and it was, she was like, a millimeter away. And I got to be honest, I was like teasing her hair up. Yeah. You know, I was trying to like get, just get like a little bit extra, just, just that like one millimeter. Yeah. yeah. They caught me on every time. I got yeah. quite, she got in a couple, but like they caught me on a couple too. Really? Yeah. I mean, she was so close well, and I'm like, that, that
0: wasn't, you might've got away with it at the mouse house.
1: I, if I had put uh, wedge shoes on, uh, Herman Munster shoes. I,
0: I just, I, you know, the perp, the reason that I kind of forwarded this to you is I just, it was the fact Could they not be serious? Like, could they just do this for views? They can't be serious. Like, they wouldn't really. They they don't really. They don't really think that this is a wise idea. Well, especially like if you're trying to get a kid on an upside down roller coaster. The the kid at the was it what was that Jersey Shore recently that fell off the? Oh yeah,
2: big guy played football. Was that Jersey?
0: I think it was Jersey. He. I think it was Florida.
2: It, I think it was Florida. I and, think it was Florida. You know, he died. He died. So so they're they're extremely serious about these weight and height things for for a reason so that they don't slide under and around right. the guards.
0: Amanda and I bet from your engineering background they are probably smart enough to know that people are stupid enough to do this so they under
2: mm-hmm. right <laughs> right so
0: they try to give you a little bit of leeway and People like this just take it too far, right? You give an inch, they take a mile.
1: All in all, these height restrictions are really for safety. I mean, that's really the bottom Mm -hmm. line. And uh, to kind of bring it it back to guns a little bit here, (laughs) uh, to to keep the show sort of on point, I found this really interesting thing uh, about uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And so they have this thing that they've been doing. I I didn't even know about this, uh, but they've been doing it for quite a while. And it's a program that's they say has cut their um, uh, gun violence in half. Is that what they said, Keith? Right?
0: Yeah, correct.
1: And it's a program called Omaha Three Hundred and Sixty. Have you heard of this before, Amanda? <laughs>
2: I had not, but there's a, there's a couple other, um, not, not to toss it in a different direction, no, it's okay. but I will, yeah. and then and then it'll come back. But there's, there's a couple other cities that have done some stuff with recidivism and saying that, you know, there was one city and I cannot find the article anymore. I went looking for it that said that they had, um, like 300 active criminals that were frequent flyers and when they addressed those 300 their crime numbers went down like 70 <laughs> percent wow that, uh, that makes i mean perfect sense it makes sense right it's, it's almost too logical
0: right. it, well it, it, isn't that like uh, and i'm sure again i'm bringing yeah. it back to your retired job amanda isn't <laughs> isn't that more like uh, uh, an analytical or a, a data rule that like normally your top 10 percent are responsible right. for 80% of the effect yeah. of whatever you're trying to do. Well, what I- exactly. Ahead, I'm sorry.
2: So, so the interesting part about this Omaha 360 thing is that they got all the different groups involved. And so including like the social services and social workers and churches the police and each, yeah, every everybody, it, it, it's back to to quote Hillary Clinton. It takes a village, right. and uh, and it looks like they've got they they've got something that works where they're they're trying to save them. But I think it's got to have a secondary. Okay, we're going to do everything we can to do all the happy little save them stuff, and then then we got Chuck over here with the big hammer that if that doesn't work, he's going to bop him in the head. Right. right? I mean, so well, so it. It doesn't really say that, but in my head, Chuck's got the big hammer.
1: Yeah. I mean, to kind of sum it up is um, they have these meetings where they basically bring, like you said, all these kind of um, stakeholders in the room and they kind of try to come up with solutions together as a as a collaborative effort instead of it being one group or another. Uh, the one thing I did find- a l- I, I mean, was looking
0: for because I knew the, there was one. I couldn't remember what it was. The stats
1: are great. I mean, really, if you look at the stats, mm-hmm. and I know we can stats can be kind of twisted one way or the other, mm-hmm. but- it really does seem like a good program. Uh, the one thing I did not love about it was that they are very much in favor of permitting processes, that was it. That was and you know that sort of goes against the mm-hmm. the, the pro gun stance on constitutional carry and things like that. So right. you could make an, not that I think permitting is a hundred percent like a horrible idea. Obviously, in a perfect world, I would love constitutional carry in fifty states, but. Uh, if that's if that's the one thing, I mean, we're in New York. We have it way worse than that. So, you know, if mm-hmm. permitting is the the worst of it, I suppose it's not the worst uh, the worst thing in terms of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. But I just thought it was interesting that they were able to get their numbers down by not attacking gun rights, but by sort of looking at this from a holistic approach of who are all the people then that are involved and how can we be proactive in these things by getting the church involved and getting the you know community centers involved mm-hmm. and things like that uh, you know as we know uh, a lot of our gun death rates have to do with uh, some of its gun um, gang violence some of it is a lot of it is suicide I think it's like was it, two-thirds of suicide
2: mm. do I have yeah, that right it's a big number
1: it's a really big number and so if we can eliminate those, uh, incidents, right? That brings the numbers down quite a bit, and really, those are the, we really should be trying to, you know, st- stop suicide. That's something we all can agree on, mm-hmm. you know, certainly. So, I just thought this was interesting because it it seemed to not take a an anti gun approach, um, and I, I kind of would like to see that, especially in places like New York, New Jersey, California, where that's the only approach they have, you know.
2: Well. Look at it. I think that I think that you're going to see more and more of this, and the reason is because with with the Bruin decision that came out, um, they're going to start repealing more and more of the gun laws that have been passed. Even though right now, you know, there's there's a few states, New York, that are <laughs> trying to just stack more on top, thinking that okay, as they peel them back, it'll take them longer. But Bruin, I mean, they passed Bruin in. June of 2022 and i think the last number i heard is it's been cited in 290 additional court cases as the reason behind why something should happen since since june of of that so so now when you start to look at this what it's going to ha- what's going to happen i actually think based on what they said with bruin that the nfa is going to either go away or at least be defanged. It's going to be an empty box with mm. nothing left inside it. And um so they're going to have to have criminal reform because they can't have gun restriction.
1: Yeah. I well, mean th- I don't this, know this that, is yeah. sorry this is an interesting quote so I'm reading this Mayorito it says the country is not facing one gun violence problem four. it's facing at least four everyday community violence domestic and intimate partner violence mass shootings and suicide the latter meaning suicide accounting for the majority of gun deaths in the country so i i i sort of agree with this because uh, you know the sensationalization of mass shootings is what we uh-huh. hear tons of but it really accounts for a very very small number and it is on the Correct. rise but we've had this conversation before. Are there societal factors? Are there other things that are, that are making those numbers go up? Uh, and that's where a plan like this, I think would actually maybe get to the root of those societal issues.
0: Well, this, they, they talk a lot about focusing on, on sort of the, the problems that they feel cause some of the, the, the instances of gun violence that are attributed to lack of education or poverty or, you know, uh, just being in in, in in not the wrong place at the right time, kind of thing, right? Right. So I I think they they focus more on on that type of avenue too, which helps some of those numbers. But the mass shootings, you know, so they're not always going to be able to to prevent
1: those. No, and I, and I think you actually have a better chance of pre- oh, I don't want to say preventing. You have a better chance of minimizing and dropping those numbers by addressing some of those societal factors, like you just yes. mentioned. You know, I mean, there's a lot. I, I, the mental health thing is kind of the buzzword mm-hmm. we always use but there is a lot of mental health issues i mean it's so funny because i was telling them well, this, everybody
0: was, is still i mean I, I just feel in general people and, and, I, and i don't just speaking in general yeah um people are still mentally struggling from all the craziness that went on from the pandemic you know i mean people are mm-hmm. not staying at jobs they're not wanting to go yeah. back to work.
2: there. are Anti-so- the antisocial, anti-social. they can't, yeah. you know, yeah. be
1: around a lot of people. I mean, it's funny because I was saying to someone the other day, we were talking about, he, he was actually fairly anti-gun, this person. And we were talking and I, he said um, something to the effect of, you know, well, the number of mass shootings is really, is really increased. And I said, I said, what do you, when do you think, like, like what was a good time in our recent U.S. history where you would say like, maybe that was low and he was like, "Oh man, he was like probably like the fifties, the sixties, maybe even oh, the seventies." Worse. <laughs> well, so so well, I don't know about mass shootings. Maybe not mass shootings. No, no, but, but. we were talking about mass shootings. Oh, okay. okay. And, and he said fifties, sixties, maybe seventies. And I said, "You know what's interesting is the fact that you say that." And I said, "But back then, and I'm not saying the treatment of people was the was done right, but there were institutions for the mentally insane. So when people were mm-hmm. having mental issues, they sort of went somewhere and." and and i would i would venture to say there was probably more gun violence maybe i don't know
2: yeah, well gun cr- the gun crime numbers overall have been Dropped. dropping steadily right. yes yeah. um so there is that but there was two things the other was that there used to be guns in schools
1: yep yeah that's true
2: so so we we closed the mental health institutes and we then made gun free zones and so those two things happened at the same time that also gave us some of this perfect storm. That's, um, have you guys heard of faster and faster saves lives? No. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, fresh minds. No, um, there is a, an organization called faster saves lives and, and it teaches the lunch lady, the school administrator, the bus driver, The janitor and teachers how to defend the school, how to push back, to be armed, and to also provide first aid should something happen within the school. You you
1: know, it's funny you say that. Someone I know was just telling me about, I don't know if it's the same program, but a program very similar to that. It's interesting you said that.
2: So some of the states have a program called the Guardian Program, and that puts police officers in the schools faster- takes the people who are in the schools, not, it doesn't make them, but it says, if you are inclined, if you're already a concealed carry holder, if you're interested in doing this, because what happens is that we see these stories and we know that these teachers and administrators, they're nurturers by, by just by how they are. You know, their, their general DNA is they, they're a nurturer. They will give their life for their kids. Right. Faster actually allows them to protect their kids and survive while they do it.
1: It gives them the training to allow them to put that nurturing, um, that nurturing sort of, uh, correct intuition into, into play.
2: And do it. And so, and then when you start to look at um, active killers and the fact that active killers stop pretty much when the first person pushes back. Mm-hmm. So, and they stop because they give up, they stop because they are stopped or they stop because they are, they self-terminate. It's it's one of those.
1: The problem and, I have um, with some of these programs though, Amanda, and I don't know if this mm-hmm. is the one, um, but someone I, I know was just telling me about a program they're going through and they, they work in a school and they were saying like, it was sort of the, like we've all heard the like run, hide, fight those yep. sort of, right. right. That's, and,
2: that's Alice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they were saying like that this particular program uh, the word fight is, you know, something that we, you know, people get a little scared of that. So we don't want to <laughs> use that word. We want to use this word. So what, I'm like, what, you but
0: I want you to fight. Wait, I, I don't to want to fight. sugarcoat well, that. I want
2: but it, it depends on what age that person teaches at. Let's say that they are a first grade teacher. They're not going to use the word fight to their kids. So there's age appropriate words for things.
0: What, what is an age
1: appropriate but word? But are, aren't we teaching the adult to do these things? Like That's who we're well, teaching. No, right? they,
2: they do both. They teach the adult and then they teach the adult to teach the children things. I mean, when you, when you really look at act, active killer stuff, um, Columbine, the craziness about Columbine is the fact that the, the library where most of the people were killed actually had exterior doors it was a pie shaped room with exterior doors and the the killers came in at the point of the pie yep not not the crust they came in at the point and all the entire crust of that pie shaped thing were doors and the teachers had made everybody come in and hide under the desks instead of letting them out right it's a mindset and it's a it's a difference that whole high so, thing
1: has really been proven to be you know you're kind of a sitting duck and it yeah, really is not got, a, and, it's not a it's, good idea it
2: is fight it's pile on it's fight it's you're you're literally fighting for your life yeah um and move you know when you when you look at statistics of somebody who is shot or you look at statistics like um police and bad guy shootings versus active killer um hit ratios the The fact that people are moving, the the numbers drop down. An active killer, it's like a forty percent hit ratio, because we've trained them to all just huddle in a corner and pray.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the other so, the other option is yeah. we can just make sure that uh, uh, Chuck Norris does his rounds. <laughs> He goes to every school, and we know we won't have any problems, right? We all, we all know Chuck right? Norris, right? Now, that's really just a bad segue for me to bring up Steven Seagal. Keith, we're about we're, we're about the same age. Do you remember the Under Siege movies from 19, oh, from the 90s? 110%. Right? So, Steven Seagal back then... The first then, one was far superior to the second one. Steven Seagal back then was mm-hmm. considered like a legitimate
0: badass. Well, so in my right. opinion, the Under Siege was closer to the end. It was more like Marked for Death. That was, yeah. those were the cooler movies. And uh, when he was fighting the Jamaican drug lords and uh, Two-Face, remember that <laughs> but, guy? He had, he had, like, he was, had a twin brother, one yeah. in Jamaica,
1: killed them both. Well, what, was it me, though, or, like, did he, the, there was sort of, like, a point where he jumped the shark and he went from, like, everyone thought he was, like, this legit, like, killer yeah, to, like, almost laughable?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I right, think it was happened. somewhere I think it was somewhere around the the thousandth well, I mean, arm break. Like look like, like, <laughs> like look at him, pull this picture up. I mean, you know he's got the ponytail, he's like really overweight now. Well, now and he's been accused of some really bad stuff recently, I feel Well like. but, that's uh, this
1: this article, uh, right? So uh Putin bestows the friendship award on Steven Skull. Now I, it is worth noting he has dual citizenship, I think, in US right. and Russia, right? I didn't know that. Uh I didn't know that either, but uh, apparently he does, but the part of this that was really kind of weird was that he was <laughs> here. What is this vocal supporter of Russia's 2014 annexation of Crimea? And last year visited the Russian held Ukrainian town of Alinovica? I can't say yes. that. Right. It looks good. So, I mean, what's going on here? Like, is, what is he doing?
2: So well, he was doing that before Russia invaded the Ukraine. Um,
1: oh, Okay. But is he, okay, like, so, friends so with Putin? Timing,
2: timing matters. And so this is this is a PR stunt because on, Putin's, on Putin's, trying, part. Putin's trying to look good to Americans yeah. and thinks that we Stephen love, Seagal we love is, Steven Seagal is a hero. He,
1: he picked the wrong guy. Have you guys, yeah.
2: have you guys seen Segal in person?
1: No. Since well, I mean, I've, I've seen pictures no, of they,
2: him. <laughs> no, no, no. They brought him into SHOT Show a couple years ago. Okay. One, one of the vendors did. And... I don't. He, he wears makeup.
0: Of course he does.
2: Oh no! They they spray painted his widow's peak in because oh, really? it's not there. Really? Oh yes. Yeah. So he was somewhat oompa loompa orange with a spray painted widow's peak. It was sad.
1: I mean, his. Be- I have to say, his beard looks dyed. That does not look like a real. There look. None of that looks natural. No, it's like so in. so uh, black.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's died. I think it's I I think it's a can of Rust-Oleum. Right? <laughs> How
1: old is he now?
2: I uh, I do not know.
0: I don't know. I have no idea. Look
1: it, up. I, don't know I, it I look up. I I I have what I find funny though is I agree with you Amanda 100% is that I think this is sort of a propaganda PR mm-hmm. Putin kind of like, you know, using this, but I'm like I keep thinking to myself, but you picked the wrong guy. Like, Vlad, you right. picked pick the wrong guy. Like, if he had a guy in Chuck Norris. 70. 70, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not his real color. No, there's, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way.
2: Now, No. I, <laughs> I mean, there's not even hair underneath that. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. just spray painted in.
1: Yeah. I mean, he really, I mean, I jumping the shark, I, I, didn't, think I didn't think a person could jump the shark, but he did.
0: Like I, Yeah, mm. I, like I said, I mean... I still will share those movies with with my, my kids. Yeah. Uh, you know when they're. what's well, your childhood. It's your right, it's your yeah. teenage yeah.
1: years. Yeah, I mean, I you know obviously what I'm was joking. the other
0: one? What was the what was the other one? I can't think of the name of the movie, but it was like the the. the uh Antagonist would say uh you could take that to the bank. What was the name of that one? Man, Mark
1: for a, death. You have a terrible memory for everything except for weird movies. Movie yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Bizarre. Really weird. Really Unless you, what you had for dinner last night. You can't tell. I couldn't me. tell you. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Very weird. <laughs> I so I guess I, I can. Carnitas. Uh, all right, there you go. So I, I I brought up Chuck Norris in every school. Um, I do think that would be mm-hmm. an effect an effective strategy. But uh right. really I, I am curious, Amanda, on your thoughts of um teachers and administrators in schools being armed. And that's like kind of a hot button topic. I, I'm curious oh, where yeah. you feel on this.
2: Well, the, the thing is, is that if they want to be, I agree. Then I am, then I am in a hundred 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 percent in agreement. I have actually gone through the training class that they give to, cause Ohio leads the way with this. Oh There's, yeah. I've heard that. So there is faster Ohio, faster Colorado, faster Arizona. There are states that are that are implementing the Ohio-based program, mm-hmm. and it includes a, a lot of stop the bleed and um, and fighting back and what you do and that kind of thing. But the thing that is a legitimate concern, and it's one of the stories that you'd sent, is is the. Principal who left his gun in the bathroom yep. Yep. where the kids were. So here's, but this is for every concealed carry holder.
0: It, it is. It is almost gear. the same. It is almost the same as what we were talking about—the negligence bringing the firearm. Exactly. <laughs>
2: but you have to have good gear. So so many people. Get a concealed carry license, and they buy their first holster based on price, mm. not on comfort, not on retention, not on anything. <laughs> we, this is you we know,
1: all know. Public schools are going to buy the cheapest holster out there, I,
2: I, <laughs> right? You know, there's somebody's uncle makes uh, one. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, that that so your gun doesn't stay in it, and so when you go when you go to drop trow where do you put your gun if it's not going to stay where you put it so so
0: it's it, like i, I i'm I, am, I understand where you're going with this but i'm going to be completely honest i have dropped trow and and dismounted my firearm from my belt buckle and my or my belt and my in my pants and uh-huh. put it on the back of a toilet I right. forgot it. No, never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever have I forgotten it. But I do, you know, because if I don't, like, then my gun, yeah. like, is in my, I can't, you know, like wait.
2: so here's so here's the answer that I heard from somebody. I thought it was kind of brilliant, which is if you drop trowel and have to take your gun out of its holster because it doesn't stay, then you need to drop no, no, it into the hammock of it, your underwear because when you pull no, up your bit of a let me clarify not
0: that That's what I do. not am right. no, not joking. Let me of It does not come out of my holster. My host I have a very nice tier one holster on most of my guns.
2: Yep.
1: I okay. actually take the whole holster. And the gun off the pants. I know what Amanda's saying, though. So what she, it's hard to describe this, but what she's saying, I've seen a couple of ways. Is either you take it out and then you put it in the like crotch of the pants I, and lower. I understand yeah, that yeah, yeah. that part, and
0: maybe that's yeah, maybe that's an, an maybe option. that's an option, sure. right? You know, I just, I you're I saying you've never forgotten it. That's your point. I, I I can't right. see putting my nighthawk in my undies like,
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know, know like there was a, there was the um air marshal that left it on the other side of security yep. at an airport. Yep. I mean, we hear these stories. I
1: mean, could you see this key? I mean, I'm not saying you, so let's just, yeah. Right? Well, I mean, it but could no, happen, no, no, I guess. No. I, I just mean, Could you see this happening? Let's be, let's be honest. Guy does what you're saying. He puts it on the back of the yeah. toilet. He's, he's going to, He's he's in for the long haul yep. And he he gets on his phone And he's His legs he's,
0: fell asleep He's on his phone <laughs> And he's checking
1: emails And he's doing his phone thing And then he just Flushes goes and walks out I can easily see it happen Yeah I, I mean him. it, it yeah. goes
0: back to the negligence Responsible thing, You have but, to be but, responsible uh, I mean I I do all of those things That you just described And, and, I, you don't don't, and I don't
1: forget <laughs> it Like The key is to buy An expensive Nighthawk And you won't forget <laughs> it I
0: mean That might be part that of it That might be it
1: Well <laughs> That's it I want to go back One thing So first off I agree Uh, I agree with what you said about teachers having to want to opt into this. I I agree Mm -hmm. with that. Second, I am also a big proponent. I've told people this. People say, well, you know, would you, if you were a teacher, would you, you know, would you uh, be okay with that? And I said, 100%. And I said, and I will go through, you know, we're not going to call you a cop, but if you want to call them a sentry or you want to call them Mm -hmm. a guardian, I will go through. I, you know, I don't need the the driving part of, of the law enforcement class, the police academy. I don't need the legal <laughs> part, but I will take all of the firearms-related training that a peace officer slash police officer gets. Yeah, all the range time All that the they range need. time, all the legal which, part about- which,
0: You know, uh, uh, you did that last month, by the way.
2: Right. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not very much. <laughs> no, the, no. That's the issue. But my Foster, point is, I Foster will go- does it in like less than 40 hours yes. because there's really not a lot in a police officer's training. Exactly. So my point is, uh,
1: y- yes, if a teacher wants it, and they're willing to mm-hmm. go through the same training for the the firearm part that a, that a peace officer goes through. Make mm-hmm. them make them peace officers. Yeah. The training
0: that allows the police officer to carry that firearm. Right. 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 Exactly. And they, so um,
2: the faster program actually does the FBI qualification, and they have to have a higher score than a passing score for the FBI qualification. What, what is
0: what is the course of fire for? Do you know?
2: Um.
0: Even if just an estimate, what you re- think you remember.
2: Uh, you know, I, I, I do so much shooting and so many different things that I cannot, I, know. I can't, I can't, rem, I it doesn't, legitimately well, for, for cannot, but for if you look like it up, us, you for, can look up the FBI qualifications and it'll tell you this whole protocol of this many shots here, this <laughs> many shots at first. this distance. For, so it's it's multiple shots at multiple distances at multiple times. For us, So it's timed.
0: For us, it doesn't matter because we all shoot beyond that probably so, anyway.
1: Keith, mm-hmm. this story that we had though. So this text, he was a superintendent. Actually, he correct, resigned. Right.
0: Correct? He resigned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, we totally got off topic. No, that's okay. He
1: was. It. He was part. It was. Was but it he part, was of, part a of a program? program. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: he was part yeah. of. Um, f- uh, la 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 la. Marshall sorry. program. Or Marshall something? program. I think it was called. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah or guardian or something. Yeah, there's yeah. something.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like this is exactly what you and I are talking yeah, about. Schools Amanda.
0: Marshall program, which is mm-hmm. which is a Texas thing. Yeah. And it's right. eighty hours of training, uh, I mean, and it is a guardian plan. Amanda, you're you're correct. Something something like that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, eighty hours of training is and a it lot. Was,
0: it was him and the superintendent, if I'm not mistaken. He was the superintendent that resigned. No, the principal I think resigned. I thought it was the superintendent. So, oh, sorry, know, one of the two. It doesn't I, matter. I honestly blame incorrect.
2: it not on on his irresponsibility, but on good gear. I because I think that. Your gear is plotting against you if you don't have good gear.
0: I just, I got it. I'm going to call you out on a little bit, and especially because we don't know the details of what gear he was taking. Right. Uh I have good gear and I still am, I still do what he did. Now, maybe I, I shouldn't. I don't maybe, understand
2: maybe I why you do. I honestly don't understand no, why. that's a good because question. Because it doesn't affix to your belt?
0: It does. But when it, you drop all the way... It's, not, it's very heavy. Yeah. It's a lot of weight. And when, like, when I take it down, I just... Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so right. Uh, right. I, I right. just am right. not. I, don't, I have
1: a technique if anyone
2: wants I, to know. Yeah, because
0: I'm see, interested. I, I mean, maybe that I'm just doing it. So here's what I do. Here, I'm going
1: to tell you what I do. I, this is probably way more detail than anyone needs to know about my uh Listen, we are habits. in it now. Yeah, we're I'm tell- I've already said Penny I- pound, right? <laughs> penny per pound. So I, I, if I, I go into a stall, I drop down to like my thigh I can't do it so i need to spread I, out i, I need no, my legs let, let me let me finish <laughs> i draw I, I, as i'm standing i drop to halfway not to the floor because then yep. everyone would see the gun yep that's another but, yep. concern so i keep it halfway and then what i do is i take my underwear the, the band of the underwear and i wrap it over the top of the gun i don't then, want my gun near my underwear Why do you? <laughs> it's down your pants it's on your underwear when you that's carry a true
0: that's true it's a didn't, terrible that, argument that is not a terrible argument <laughs> i didn't really think about it that way
2: and I launder right. my underwear on regular basis, so it's not yeah. really. See, yeah. the thing okay. is, is that you guys, I drop trow 100% of the time. That's true. That's true. You guys <laughs> drop trow, let's, let's 20. say, 20%, right? <laughs> I mean, in, in ratios. And so, we, you know, all, all these arguments, it's like, I live this. And so... I don't see it as that hard. It's, it's a, it's good. It's connected to your belt. And I fold my belt and my gun in. So that it's in, and frankly, almost in the leg of the pants. All right, I'm try
0: I'm, I'm. You've convinced me. I'm trying it. All right, I, I'm I gonna, like. I'm it. gonna not. I'm gonna try not to take it off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, Amanda, oh, you
1: had no the idea, idea that bathroom audience. talk was going to be uh, the the well, uh, highlight of this I'm, show. I'm,
2: you've everybody got me, in the audience is going to have to think about exactly how they drop trout and how do they retain their gun.
0: Well, you've got me thinking about the reasons, like why do I do it? And and you, mm-hmm. Mike, you mentioned some of them. I'm afraid somebody might see it or yep. something like that. Sure. But I also sometimes don't feel like I can point it in a safe direction. Like, you know, let's all be, let's be yeah. realistic about ballistics here. A, yeah. a, a, mm-hmm. a, a door on a bathroom stall
2: is not going to stop. No, it. no. So it's I'd, not, so but, you have, yeah. you, but you have a trigger guard.
0: Yeah. yeah, yes, no, that's true. And that's a very good point. Okay. Um. And I carry an appendix with a trigger guard. I don't worry about an and, and AD. And, yeah, and that's right? your
2: own junk, your point. Correct, right? correct. Yeah. Not, not even somebody else's. Correct. Well, when uh, I do
1: my technique... I it's pointing at the ground, so it's actually not. So you like stand it up, like you you yeah, you, yeah. and then the underwear goes yeah. over the handle, over the the grip. But I, oh. do you want me to show you? I'll
0: show you. No, listen, <laughs> maybe a demonstration with pants that are not on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well.
2: Uh, okay. Okay, folks. Everybody, there's going to be a YouTube video that's coming out directly yes, after this, correct. only for special people.
1: All right. Well, listen. While we're 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 gonna close out here soon, but while we're talking about the hammer, we're gonna, <laughs> let's talk about the hammerhead. So this is just, I just thought this was a great story. So Keith, we talk about um, Amanda. I'm gonna kind of fill you in here. We talk about the onion all the time. So the onion is mm-hmm. what I affectionately call my security system in my house meaning that there's layers to my system. And I'm always trying to increase the amount of layers that somebody would have to get through before it actually could turn into a lethal situation. And so, like layers of an onion. And so, uh, one thing that a, a, a number of years ago, we unfortunately uh, had to put our, um, our dog down. And we have not gotten a new dog because uh, our kids are small and stuff, but I would lo- love to get a, a dog at some point. Now, Keith, you have Ben. Mm-hmm. Would Ben be a deterrent at all? No, not even a little bit. That dog wants to sniff your balls. Yeah, when he
0: when somebody <laughs> yeah. comes, I know because he does it to me all the time. And, and and you know, for girls, not balls, but yeah, that's where he still wants to go. Uh, um, Amanda, do you have a, a dog?
2: Yeah, I have a I have a little furry dog on springs. I, I have a Jack Russell. <laughs> okay, so. okay,
1: okay. Well, I want this dog. So this dog, let me see if I can get some audio here. Get in the water, dude. All right, so this is uh, a dog that went after a shark.
0: This video just gives me so much anxiety. This is wild video
2: out of the Bahamas. A dog jumped off a dock. You just saw it there into the water with a twelve foot long hammerhead I'd be shark.
0: Is the Not dog gonna make it? move
2: on the dog's part? The dog even one. appeared to try to provoke the shark. The
1: sh- it, it is crazy. Like, so I I will have these links for the show, but uh, in the show notes. But I mean. It is crazy the dog just jumps in the water and attacks or goes after barking at a hammerhead shark and I'm like I, I that's that- <laughs> that's the dog I want <laughs> yeah. that's the dog I want I bet that shark didn't know what to do
0: uh, it, it dropped trowel.
1: <laughs> <it>, yeah <laughs> that's right it I mean it 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 hightailed it out of there the dog won <laughs> do-
0: See, I would have been taking bets. I would have
1: made some money. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So I uh, I think that's incredible uh, that a dog <laughs> went after a shark. I just think uh, we all need to have a little bit of that dog in us. Yeah. Got a little bit of that dog in me. Got to have it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Exactly. Yeah. If so, you
0: could have played some, some George Clinton right there. That been,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And a very special thanks to Amanda for hanging out with us and chopping it up. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard.